heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a March 12th Sunday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com, also sometimes write at the Associated Press, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. It's Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, with a wide variety of shows covering the NBA and the NFL. So definitely be sure to check out all the other podcasts that we have on the Locked On Podcast Network, like Locked On Warriors, Locked On NBA, Locked on Heat. We got lots of, uh, we have lockdowns for every team pretty much. So uh, definitely check out the offerings that we have there. And welcome back to the show. Uh, the Blazers lost a heartbreaker last night in overtime. They blew a 20 point lead. They had a late call go against them in a pretty clear way uh, on the, the, the game's final uh, deciding play. And all signs were there for them to, to have a letdown in a road game on a back-to-back. But they were able to get it together this evening in Phoenix. And they leave with a win, 110-101. 39 points from Damian Lillard. Lillard was spectacular. Throughout the game, he had 28 of those 39 in the first half, uh, really setting the tone for the Blazers. Obviously, they were not in uh, the you know the best shape to play in this game. Neither were the Suns, who were themselves coming off of a back-to-back of an emotional game. They were on the winning side of an emotional win in Dallas with Devin Booker hitting a game winner over Wesley Matthews. And... So both teams came in needing to fight the effects, uh, fight off the uh, you know the after effects of uh, a uh, having played a game last night in, in an emotional one at that. Lillard set the tone as I mentioned. He had 28 points in the first half, finished with 39, hit some big shots down the stretch, and C.J. McCollum was kind of slow uh, was on a slow and steady burn throughout the game uh but really came in the clutch uh really exploded in the fourth quarter he had 12 of his 26 points in the fourth and and really put the team uh on his back really made some clutch shots down the stretch of this game and and also took the task for most of the 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 stretches uh to close this game of guarding Devin Booker Booker had a great game Booker had 28 points, 13 of 26 from the field. He w- was very solid, was aggressive for most of the night. 
but McCollum uh, really came through in the clutch and, and, and helped give Portland that extra oomph down the stretch of this one to help them hold off, uh, hold the Suns off who were making a comeback down the stretch of this game and uh, being at home looked like this could be one that they could steal. And Portland did a really nice job of, of holding them off down the stretch with CJ's buckets. Uh, another guy that deserves a lot of credit that, uh, I think maybe deserves a little bit more credit considering he didn't play well last night was uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Nurkic did not uh, have a great game against the Wizards. I thought Marcin Gortat outplayed him. He was in foul trouble a lot of the night. And Nurkic was strong in the middle tonight. He had three blocks in the first quarter, really set a tone defensively for Portland. He had 12 points, 11 rebounds, three blocks. He had five fouls. He... he does get in foul trouble but I think you know that's going to be something that he needs to curtail he needs to not be he needs to just not be so foul prone but that you also you it's a fine line between him being foul prone and him uh, defending the rim and blocking shots the way he is and you don't want to take that away from the Blazers defense which has really just lacked any type of presence there for most of the season basically until he got here so you don't want to you know kind of neuter his approach so to speak on that end so I, I, I think Nurkic really responded well tonight in this game the the Suns don't really play a, a, a traditional big man. The guy that they played the most that uh, the guys that they played most in the middle were Marquise Chris, who I think is more of a stretch four type player. And then they had Allen Williams, who is a, a, a wide body, but not really that tall, not a traditional center, but he, he has some skill around the basket and knows what to do with the ball in his hand. So he got a lot of minutes and got the majority of the minutes at center for the, the Suns in this one. But uh, whoever was out there, I thought Nurkic did a nice job of uh, boxing out, getting rebounds, being a presence, being disruptive. He had three blocks in the first quarter, but I thought he was really consistently uh, a solid presence out there on the defensive end when he played. And he, he struggled against the Wizards, and uh, I, I thought in this game he, he was more consistent throughout. And I, and, and I think that you can see that in the, in the final score as well, that th this one didn't get down to the wire, although uh, Phoenix did make a run. They did play really well in the third quarter, but... Ultimately, Portland was able to make enough baskets and do enough to, to keep the distance uh, down the stretch of this one. And, and, and also, you know, once, once Portland pulled away in the final minutes, the, the Suns kind of uh, gave up. It looked like they didn't – it didn't look like they were trying to foul. And so Portland really took advantage of that. I think that was a young team – just not really knowing the situation or not having the focus to concentrate in that situation, whatever it was, the Blazers exploited it and were able to put this game away without much drama, not a whole lot of fouling, no, lot of, not a whole lot of free throw drama, which was good because Portland really shot poorly from the free throw line. This uh, in this one, they were really off in the early going. Maurice Harkless was over four. Uh, they were 17 of 25 from the free throw line, 68%, which is just not what you want to see. Uh, and so 
luckily for them, it didn't come down to the free throw line. The the stars they they had a good night at the line. Damian Lillard was nine of nine from the free throw line. C.J. McCollum was three of four. And the Blazers bench, uh, it, it should be noted, also uh, contributed in this one. Alfred Ucaminu, he had nine points and twelve rebounds. He was three of eight from the field, which you know is not uh, a great number, but he he hit. He hit a, a three-pointer, and he, he looks comfortable out there. He's been shooting the ball better. And I, I think, you know, when he's getting up that volume, maybe that percentage is just going to start to come around, and maybe he, he becomes more of that three-point shooter that he was for most of last season when the Blazers were the, the surprise team that won 44 games and uh, w- was just a, a better team overall. So uh, Aminu looks to be maybe getting back there. Alan Crabb, I, I, I've really been impressed with him. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well tonight. He was one of four from three, though he did hit a big three down the stretch in this one in the fourth quarter to help extend that lead and to help create some separation from the Suns. So Crabb played 34 minutes, and with him... I've really been impressed lately with his defense. It seems like he's playing harder on that end. It seems like he's giving a little bit more effort. He's using his physical tools to really disrupt guys. And that's always been the thing that's been frustrating with Crab at times is that he has all of the chops. He has the wingspan. He has the athleticism to be a, a difference maker on the defensive end, but he wasn't for a lot of the season. I thought for most of this one, he really dedicated himself to the defensive end. And then at the end of this game, the the three-pointer came and he he knocked down a big shot. But I think Crabb is really starting to uh, realize that he can really make a major impact on this team, not just on the offensive end but he can really make an impact on the defensive end as well and and I think he's he's done a really good job of that and in this game he he was a team high plus 22 in in the plus minus category so uh that that's something for him to be proud of and Portland played good defense in this game they had a defensive rating of 98.9 so I thought Nurkic setting the tone defensively in the first quarter bouncing back from a tough game that he had last night against the Wizards and then guys like Crab, guys like Aminu playing well defensively for the entire game not making it easy for the Suns to get going Eric Bledsoe had a, a tough night overall he was 7 of 21 from the field he was 3 of 4 from 3 which it was good but uh Bledsoe not getting going is a big win for the Blazers. TJ Warren had a kind of, you know, a, a, an okay night, did not do anything above and beyond. And, and so Portland just kept most of the guys in check outside of Booker. Tyler Ulis had a good game off the bench for the Suns, but for the most part, Portland did well. Uh, on the defensive end in this one uh sure there there was some tired legs involved for both teams but uh Portland deserves a lot of credit for uh you know really just taking control of this one down the stretch and and Nurkic deserves a lot of credit for bouncing back and and Lillard 
deserves a great deal of credit for for setting the tone. So I think there were a lot of guys that contributed in this game that deserve credit. Uh, and and Portland now gets a big win and they keep pace in the standings in the Western Conference. So they are now just a game and a half back of the Nuggets. The Nuggets are 31 and 35, Portland at 29 and 36. Both teams have gone 6 and 4 over their last 10. So, uh, both kind of playing well, but all the teams in that in that vicinity pretty much except for New Orleans have played well. So, uh, teams are are starting to get get a little tighter. They're starting to uh play a little bit more refined basketball, a little bit more focused basketball because everyone's trying to get to that eighth seed. And so while uh, none of those teams are going to finish with a great record, I think it's uh, a really fun race with, you know, about five teams in it. So Portland uh, is still in that race for the eighth seed. They're a game and a half back of the Denver Nuggets. Portland is off until Tuesday when they will face the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, that's going to be the first night of a back-to-back. They're going to play the Pelicans, uh, who have struggled since the addition of DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, they have had some some good moments, but for the most part, it has been a tough adjustment, uh, and, and, and it hasn't gone uh, as smoothly uh, as, obviously, Pelicans fans would have hoped. So... Uh, I, I think it's a long shot that the Pelicans are going to be a, a playoff team this season. I think they're just a team that's going to need time and an offseason to craft a roster around those two guys and also for the coaches, for Alvin Gentry, to craft an offense around those guys because uh, Cousins is coming into that at, at, in a completely new situation and completely new offense. And uh, it, it's just a whole whole lot of new that I think is a lot harder for a team like New Orleans to adapt to than it is for maybe a team like Portland, which has a bunch of young guys, but a bunch of young guys that have been to a playoff series, that have been on a good team, that uh, have a system that is kind of easy to read and react from. And so, uh, and and you also have a lot of guys that are willing to be flexible and, and that are skilled enough to do that. So I think maybe there's a difference there where you see one midseason acquisition working out in Portland with Nurkic and another one in New Orleans not working out so well. Also, there's just a huge talent problem with New Orleans. They just don't have very many good guards and outside of Drew Holiday. So that that's another factor. So Portland will play the Pelicans in the first of a back-to-back. Then they will face the San Antonio Spurs, uh, who will be without LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is just uh, some some news that came out yesterday uh, about Aldridge dealing with uh, a heart arrhythmia, and he's going to be out indefinitely, which is a major bummer. Uh, it's not clear whether that's the same heart arrhythmia that he dealt with when he was in Portland, uh, which uh, you may remember that he dealt with at times. We don't know whether it's the same thing, but either way, uh, it's a major bummer to hear that Aldridge is dealing with that again and that he's out indefinitely. So that's, uh, yeah, uh, just uh, quite the bummer for the Spurs and for Aldridge, who 
uh, while taking a back seat, uh, statistically, I thought uh, was really. I mean, I, anybody who watches the Spurs, they're fifty-one and fourteen, so he it plays a lot for them, is a starter for them, and and does a lot for them. So he is is their best big, and and that's just a bummer for them on the basketball side. And then of, of course it's just a bummer for Lamarcus, who, uh, you know, has been a really consistent player for his entire career, and uh, is a really important part of uh, one of the best teams in the league. And obviously, he, he he played a major role here in Portland, uh, with uh, in in some really big seasons. So I uh, hope everything goes well with LA. And as you know, someone who reported on him, Aldridge, uh, a, as a star player, was it was pretty insightful. Uh, I thought he he had really good perspective on the team. So just from that perspective too, I think, uh, you know, he he, he really had a good understanding for where all those teams were. So, uh, real, real bummer to hear about that, uh, to hear about LaMarcus going through that. So hope everything goes well. Hope he, uh, can get well soon. Hope, hope doctors can figure out, uh, what's going on with it and, and, and they can find a solve and, and hopefully he can, uh, get healthy again, which is the most important thing. And then of course, you know, uh, play and 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 have uh the career that he wants so uh yeah uh Blazers are going to play the Spurs uh very soon but uh some bummer news about LaMarcus Aldridge uh for the Spurs so the Blazers win tonight against the Phoenix Suns and they get their last long road trip of the season started off on the right on the right foot excuse me uh they will have four more games left they are both going to be back to back so uh i guess portland is is getting into that rhythm with their back to back uh this weekend then they have a tuesday wednesday and then they have another uh saturday sunday in atlanta and miami so they are getting a lot of games here quickly, but after this, they are going to have the majority of their games at home. Uh, you know, so uh, th- that's a-, a major key for them. If they, w- well, it's a major key for them to help get them into the playoffs. They are a much better home team than they are a road team. They haven't been that great at home this season compared to most years, but being at home is obviously an advantage for this team. They're 17 and 14 overall. And if they can pick up any extras on this road trip where they have been awful all season, they're 12 and 22 on the road this season, including tonight's win. And if they can pick up any extra wins along the way here, then that will do them a lot of good and and help set them up nicely when they will get uh, a lot of home games and a lot of home games against teams that, uh, aren't as strong. Portland really had uh, a really tough schedule earlier, but uh, it's starting to work out for them now. So uh, after this road trip, I think it's going to come around, but uh, New Orleans is going to be the, the most winnable game on this trip uh, on the schedule because the Spurs, even though they won't have Aldridge, are, are still a very good team. They have Pau Gasol back. They have Kawhi Leonard, who he is in the concussion protocol, but I would presume he will be back by then. And then you have Atlanta, who has been 
pretty solid for most of the season. They beat Portland earlier uh, in, I think, another overtime game uh, that Portland has played in, which Portland has played in more overtime games than anybody in the league. They've played nine OT games, by the way, which is, is pretty wild. So Atlanta's pretty good, so that's going to be a really, really tough game. And then Miami, who Portland beat earlier this year, uh, has they are a completely different team than the one that they played when Miami was here in December. Uh, they're shooting a ton of threes. They're making a bunch of them. They really spread the floor on you. Then they have Whiteside in the middle controlling things, getting boards, blocking shots, and, and all that. So uh, they really need to cash in on this New Orleans win, which is, you know, that's not a guarantee either because even though – uh, the Cousins era has been tough. DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis are still a pretty ridiculous tandem to contend with. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a really tough and important stretch for the Blazers as they try and get in position to to close the gap in the playoff uh, race. Obviously, there's there's another side to the playoff race that many of you are paying attention to, and that is the race for a a lottery pick and a higher lottery pick. As of right now, uh, if the season ended today, which is Sunday, March 12th, the Blazers would have the 12th pick in the NBA draft. Right now, they are a game back of Dallas, who has the 10th pick, and then Minnesota has the 9th pick. It's, it's getting harder and harder for me to see them catching uh, Sacramento because Sacramento's lost eight in a row. They look terrible without Cousins. Uh, so I just I think that's a lost cause. The Knicks are terrible. I think that's a lost cause. If New Orleans gets a win against the Blazers tomorrow or on Tuesday, excuse me, then that kind of opens the door for Portland to potentially fall into maybe the eighth pick but right now it you know Portland is is in a, in a place where they would get the 12th pick right now and then if they maybe if they made the playoffs they would have the 15th pick if they somehow caught up with Denver and as it stands the the distance between the eighth seed in the east and the eighth seed in the west is such that uh the the the, the jump would be from 15 to 12 and so Right now, uh, according to tankathon.com, Chicago and Miami have the 13th and 14th picks because they have a better record than, uh, I mean, they just have a better record. So it, it would be tough, even though uh, Denver has the same record as Chicago right now. They are in the playoffs, so they would have the 15th pick. So uh, that's just a breakdown on, on what it looks like right now. And just for reference, you know, Portland is, is 12th right now, and if they were to not make the playoffs and if they were to go on a losing skid, it looks like pretty much the best they could top out at right now is uh, the 8th pick and getting a 3% chance at the number 1 pick. So uh, that is pretty much, I think, their ceiling at this point because I just don't see Sacramento and New York slowing you know I don't I don't see them uh stopping getting losses for the rest of the season I just don't see them turning it around and starting to win games so uh I think Portland is in good position for the playoff race but I don't think they can fall too high in the lottery 
so that's a standings update for you. Keep it locked on Blazers here on iTunes, Stitcher, Audioboom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. Leave us a five-star review. And we'll be back with you on Tuesday after they face the New Orleans Pelicans. Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only.